Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. 2024, you get the feeling this is going to be a wild year. Uh, You know, I thought exactly the same thing. I'm like, man, all hell is breaking loose everywhere, and we've got an election cycle coming up. Holy smokes, man. All the charges against Trump. Yeah. Being taken off the ballot different places. Yep. Um, You've got all the legal rulings that we'll see. Is Biden going to make it is one question. If he does, are they going to let him debate? I mean, we'll, all these things we'll find out. And then there are other things you're afraid of from everything that's happened over the last couple of years. Are we going to have a terrorist attack mm-hmm. in this country? Has one already been attempted? Yeah, right. Um, are we going to have a George Floyd moment in 2024 where media and the left will use race to divide people? Well, that's nothing new there, but yeah, right. can, will they yeah. continue? I, yes. Maybe I should rephrase yeah. that and say, when will that happen? Right. Yeah. Um, all these different questions. It just feels like this is going to be a crazy sort of year. Israel, Hamas, you know, Ukraine, Russia, what's going to happen with that? Is Taylor Swift going to look at another sports franchise to ruin? We we don't know. Right. You know, when does that hit the wall, by the way? When does that go, okay, enough? When do you start to see the downfall? It's like overexposure at some point. She needs to go away for like two years now. I'm just talking about the Chiefs. It's been remarkable. But more on that a little well, bit later. Well, they're tanking. Yeah, it's terrible. Where do you want to start today, David? Well, we'll start with the end of democracy as we know it. Uh, Maine, Demo- or Maine Secretary of State, she's a Democrat, Shenna Bellows, decided to take Donald Trump off of the ballot. Here we go again. Uh, Secretary of State crazy eyes is what I call her because she does. She just looks <laughs> like that chick, mm-hmm. right? I've seen it. Uh, Now, she's trying to save democracy or something by preventing democracy. On CNN, she she defended her decision. And I got to say, it's weird to see this happen at the hands uh, to to watch the destruction of the American political system happen. Thanks in part to somebody who speaks like a 22-year-old soci- sociology major. Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. It's good, crazy. good call on that. Yeah. All right, roll it. I am so mindful, and I, I said this in my decision, uh, that it is unprecedented. No secretary of state. Okay, time out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here we go. I knew it. Okay, a lot of times when we're on break, you try to get away from news for a while. So I saw this story, but I didn't click it, and I didn't hear the audio. This, dude... <laughs> Is this South Park? What is this? Yeah, right. You couldn't write someone who would actually talk like this that would keep Trump off the ballot? Oh, my gosh, that's incredible. We're going to save democracy. Holy smokes. Well, and I, I said this in my decision uh, that it is unprecedented. <laughs> no secretary of state has ever deprived a presidential candidate of oh, ballot God. access based on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. But no presidential candidate has ever engaged in insurrection and been disqualified under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Hey, your Christmas break's almost over. You're going to have to go back to your school. Right. Wow. Golly. And this is how America ended. 
It was thanks to a panic brought on by MSNBC wine moms. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. By I the thought, way, just out of curiosity, from people you talk to over the break, uh huh. as far as people that disagree with you politically, do they think there's actually a case here? I know one person uh, that I spoke to who, who said, yeah, this should happen because January 6th was an insurrection and Donald Trump was responsible for it, yada, yada, yada. But everybody else was like, yeah, I'm getting a little uneasy by all of this. It doesn't mean they're going to turn around and vote for Trump. I, I, I promise you the people that I spoke to about this who are mm -hmm. on the other side of the political aisle from me, they are not going to turn around and vote for Donald Trump. That being said, they are getting pretty nervous. One of them, one of the reactions was hilarious, though, because they said, I'm afraid by Democrats doing this, they're going to give Republicans reason to do something worse. Okay, so it's not so much I'm afraid of it because it's the wrong thing to do. Right. It's that it might strengthen the other side. Right. Got it. Okay. Well, that's curious, isn't it? Uh, meanwhile, uh, what to do about the uh, illegal immigration crisis? This crisis has been going on for a long time. It's getting more attention now just for the sheer numbers and because it's also showing up in a lot of liberal cities. Yeah. Well, a record-setting month at the border. But we're supposed to all play a little, you know, pour one out for these liberal sanctuary cities that are getting busloads of migrants now from the governor of Texas, but mostly from the federal government itself and a network of non-governmental organizations that are shipping them to these places. Um, but the mayor of Chicago was on CBS News talking about the illegal immigrant crisis that's landed on his front door. Brandon Johnson says a plane from San Antonio landed in Rockford early Sunday morning and then dropped off around 350 migrants who were then bussed into Chicago. Oh, boy. And boy, Chicago can't stand this mayor already. You voted for him. I know. That's just it, isn't it? Exactly. Right. Get to the audio. Well, what we have is clearly, uh, clearly an international and federal crisis that local governments are being asked to subsidize. And this is unsustainable. Um, none of our local economies are um, positioned to be able to carry on such a mission. And what we have attempted to well, do... Hold on a second. You said you were a sanctuary city. You campaigned yeah. on it. You freaking campaigned on it. So it was just to make you look good? You didn't have the resources? Well, of course it was, because he never thought he'd have to deal with the problem. Of course. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's to create structure and some coordination around this, this humanitarian crisis. And unfortunately, uh, the governor of Abbott, the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, um, is determined to continue to sow seeds of chaos. And last night... And He's sowing seeds of chaos. What's right. he supposed to do in his state? Right, you exactly. think he has the resources? Yeah, he, he's over there complaining about how there are only so many dollars to go around in the city of Chicago. I mean, they're not flush with cash like Del Rio. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great point. We're, yeah. not a, we're not a sprawling metropolis, major American city like Eagle Pass. Exactly. Wow. Okay. And in several nights before, um, a number of buses continued to arrive in the city of Chicago and throughout the country without any coordination. And now he's taken on um, this very dangerous task of placing individuals on airplanes and flying them into our various cities. Um, this is certainly a matter of, of not just uh, of our national security, but it's the type of chaos that this governor is committed um, to, to, to administering. God, <laughs> the dangerous task of putting them on an airplane. I mean, they're not they're not getting dropped behind en enemy lines on D-Day for crying out loud. I mean, 
No. It's, it's a nice airplane. It's fine. I'll tell you what. I'm guessing if you pulled the people that ended up in Chicago, as far as the trip from Texas to Chicago, was nothing like the trip from their home country getting through the border because most of the time they have to deal with cartels. The cartels run the border, and you got to pay an exorbitant fee to get in. Those are the things we know. Was that a part of the conversation at all? Uh, no. Like, crazy, no, no, isn't it? of course not. No. These guys can whine and bitch and stomp their feet all day long. I, I have no sympathy, period. I'm just reminded again as we're going into a new year, if that news organization was honest about how we got to this problem, we would have much more of a chance of having sanity in the country. But the media is the worst. Legacy media just lie to people by omission of the facts and slanting stories. Well, has anybody even ever asked Brandon Johnson in any interview you've seen? Now, granted, he only goes on the friendly stations and networks. Mm -hmm. Anybody ever asked him? But you campaigned on this. You had the flag up. You were the sanctuary city. You were condemning what was going on on the southern border. If it happens, I don't see it, haven't. I haven't heard it. (laughs) I mean, isn't that like question number one? Hey, dude, you wanted this. No, it's just here's the problem and mean Governor Abbott. Abbott. There you go. And he was stopping buses, so Abbott put him on trains. Well, and it's, you know, some of the time we've heard some of these people say, hey, Biden's got to do more. Federal government's got to do more. And it seemed like Eric Adams, you know, the mayor of New York was on that until, well, the feds were coming after him. And then he changed his tune. But speaking of Biden, he did an interview and he's sharp as ever, huh? Uh, (laughs) Okay, yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, so... Daddy. As part of the uh, New Year's Eve coverage, Ryan Seacrest was interviewing Joe Biden. And Ryan, I mean, he gives him just a slow pitch right over the plate. And Joe Biden can't hit it to save uh-huh. his life. And was this on their New Year's Eve or was this a news thing? No, this is New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, yeah. He does the Dick Clark rocking New Year's Eve thing now. Yes, I know. More on that in a second, by the way. As you look back and reflect on 2023, what sort of of memories, highlights stand out for you? Well, one of the big highlights stands out for me is my dad used to have an expression. He'd say, Joey, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. So many people through the Midwest and and the center of the country, their their factories are shipped overseas the last couple of times out. And, and they were losing hope and faith. So we brought a lot of jobs back to the United States. People are in a position to be able to make a living now. And, Hold on. Uh, Scott, wake up. There was some other question he heard. Because yeah. well, it wasn't the one everybody else heard. The, the last couple times out made me laugh, though. It's like, right. what are you, you're talking about one of your starting pitchers or what? Right. Yeah, he got hammered the last two times out. But then he does a slurry Midwest thing. Yeah, yeah, through the Midwest. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he asked you one, one very simple question, by the way. All right, here's the rest. And uh, they've created a lot of jobs, over $14 million. And uh, I guess when I'm I, – I just feel good that the American people got up. They've been through a rough time with pandemic, but now we're coming back. They're back. Holy cow. I know, right? And they put that on the New Year's Eve coverage. Do they do that all the time? It was with live. A pre- with a president? I, they've done it before, I think. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. have. Not with Trump, but they've done it before with Big O. Well, I usually, you know, 
we'll see it if that happens, like a clip later. I just don't remember it. I know for the first time that I can remember, CBS did the Nashville New Year's celebration. Mm-hmm. An old buddy, Damon Johnson, who is now in Leonard Skinner, they had the big prime spotlight. So I was watching it. And I just wanted to check. I did this this morning as far as ratings went, as far as just number of people watching. CBS and the Nashville thing had more than the Rock and Eve on ABC. What and is- that thing is like branded as the New Year's Eve celebration. Yeah. I think they also had Green Day on griping about MAGA, didn't they? Uh, yeah, these 50-some-year-old millionaires <laughs> playing a song that's 20 years old and inserting some sort of MAGA reference in there. So edgy. Ooh. <laughs> you got a lot to get off your chest. It's been too long off the air for Scott Robbins, I can tell you that. He's got a lot to talk about. All right. Um, well, I can't wait to get to this story David's got about the Queen of Denmark quitting her job on live TV. And snakes on a tennis court. Did you hear about this? We'll get to it all coming up right here. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. You never know what's going to happen from one day to the next. That's why it's so important to plan ahead. Start the new year with Policy Genius. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies. In just a few clicks, you can find your lowest price. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 bucks per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Save time and money and give your family a financial safety net with Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's Policy PolicyGenius.com. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off perfectly aged tender steaks, juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and even classic comfort meals. Go to OmahaSteaks.com, and when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. That's OmahaSteaks.com, promo code QUALITY at checkout for an extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. So many things going on. Did you see what happened in Ohio? They had that House bill. It would prevent biological males from participating in women's sports. And it would bar doctors from prescribing puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones to kids. It's a good thing. Governor Mike DeWine, he's a Republican, you know. Yeah, Uh I know. Yeah, he vetoed that. Yeah, he plays one. Well, sure. Yeah, why? 
Why, why would you actually want to ban the castration of children? Well, David, he said in the press conference, parents have looked me in the eye and told me, but for this treatment, their child would be dead. Mm-hmm. I have also been told by those who are now grown adults that for, for this care, they would have taken their life when they were teenagers. The consequences of this bill could not be more profound. Ultimately, I believe this is about protecting human life. That's what he said. I mean, he just happened to get $40,000 in campaign donations from several children's hospitals and organizations that support the access to transgender medical treatment for minors. Now, the hell you say. I'm sure that money had nothing to do with his mm-hmm. decision. He had conversations with people. He didn't look at research. He didn't look at raw numbers. He didn't look at data. He just talked to a couple people, and that was it. Did he look at anybody in the eye who maybe was uh, perhaps not feeling so well about their transgender surgery when they were young kids? Did he look at them as well or not? He didn't have time for them as far I as I know. got it. Got it. Okay. Or if he did, he didn't mention that All part. All right. Well, think about, too, and we've talked about this before, but how sick that entire thing is. Not, not even just the, the trans surgeries, puberty blockers, et cetera, for kids, but the idea that the reason he decided against banning it was because someone told him that they would kill themselves if he did it. So yeah. that, that's what abusers in, in relationships do. They say, if you do True. this thing, I'm going to kill myself. That's, that's sick. a great point, David. It is sick. There's no doubt about it. Um, Riley Gaines, she tweeted out about it. Or do you say X out about it now? Either way. Yeah, I'm not really sure what word you're supposed to use. Oh, so you mean Governor DeWine was compromised by dollar signs? Shocker. They always follow the money. Trump also talked about this. See, DeWine has fallen to the radical left. No wonder he gets loudly booed in Ohio every time I introduce him at rallies. But I won't be introducing him anymore. I'm finished with this stiff. What was he thinking? That's a crack up whenever he does that. Yeah. Uh, The bill would have stopped child mutilation and prevented men from playing in women's sports. Legislature will hopefully overturn. Do it fast! Exclamation mark. So there you go. It's an update there. Um, Boy, did you see what happened in Australia? Big tennis tournament down there. Right before the Australian Open. Uh huh. And there's a snake. And it's not just some snake. I mean... Venomous snake. I don't think I could describe it as well as the local news station in Australia. That'd be good. Roll it. Rafael Nadal is the star attraction, but a wild card stole all the attention after slithering into the Brisbane International. Uh, he's an Eastern Brown. Uh, he is the second most venomous snake in the world. Spot- Time out. David is an old news guy. Yes. Do you like the sound effects they put in with the story? I don't, but... Do you approve? No, I don't, but... Um... Well, the I don't good, know. The bad and the ugly. <laughs> I kind of dug it. Well, but I don't have the news authority that you have. Well, so lo- I'm just local, curious. Local TV news lost its dignity a long time ago. So, yeah. Well, he does do something for his wife here. The guy that got the snake. Spotted by spectators watching qualifying on an outside court. Officials suspended play and called in local snake catcher, Lucas. I was literally driving to my other job. They put a tarp down, so he'd gone under the tarp. He'd coiled himself up under there, obviously trying to keep himself safe. Yeah. Tonight. My wife is a massive tennis fan. Um... And so, yeah, he got an autograph. He's in good for a while. Good for that no guy. No kidding. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David.
as we're back, biggest story today. What is it? Uh, biggest story of the day to me is uh, that we crossed, what, 300,000 uh, at the border? People coming over? Yep. I mean, that it, it's just stunning, the the outright invasion that is having that is happening at our southern border. Uh, not all that surprising because before we even went on break, the folks down at the border were saying, yeah, we're probably going to set a single-month record that was also set during the Biden administration a couple of times before. So not surprising, still shocking, though. Yeah, no um, kidding. That we're seeing this. Okay, get an update on that. Also, uh, they're still talking about Bidenomics, the White House. You just need to understand it. That and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I cannot believe the White House is still going on Bidenomics after all of the research that's been out there. Yeah. Everybody hates it or doesn't know what it means. But they think, boy, if we can just get people to understand how good they have it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I guess... When you've invested so much time and money into a messaging, uh, and in really, you you you're so stuck with it, you can't come off of it now. I guess it's like you just got to keep digging. At some point, the customer's right, and you need to adapt. No, we need to beat it into their head. Biodynamics is good. We just have to explain what it is. Right. That's exactly. what you're saying, David. Yeah. Well, uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean Pierre says people are going to see Bidenomics in action at some point, but maybe we're all too traumatized to fully appreciate what has happened <laughs> under this president. This was, on, just... th- this was on MSNBC. <laughs> Look, we understand what the American people went through these past three years, right? We came out of a pandemic. Okay, time out. That, that is from the playbook. We understand. Yeah. We're one of you, huh? Yeah, right. Come on. Are you kidding me? Right. A pandemic that we haven't seen in 100 years. And when the president walked in, the economy was upside down. And so we get it. We get that. Fo- it's it was take already a look- rebounding. Yeah. You're trying to rewrite history is what you're trying to do. Right. And so we get it. We get that fo- it's going to take a little bit of time for folks to feel what the binomics has been able to do. That's not something that I'm saying. That's something that economists have said. Right. It takes a little bit of time. But doesn't mean it doesn't mean that the president's not going to continue to work. God. It's just words. So lame. <laughs> I'm convinced that, that means Nothing. Nothing to hardly anyone. No. Unless you're already drinking the Kool-Aid. Exactly. And, you know, that's just another sip for you. I mean, if you're trying to shore up your dwindling base, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, But bringing people to your side? Yeah. No, that's not going to do it. I think a lot of people wish he would stop trying to do things and stop working. Because what what did we talk about when he was sworn in as president? It was January. It was, it was the day of the inauguration, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh where we were talking about this and it's look all biden has to do is nothing yes. literally do nothing and you will cruise probably to re-election seriously i mean do a couple of symbolic bills or whatever and then just take credit for the economy that trump built for you 
because everything was coming back. The, the, the economic devastation that we suffered in 2020 was the result of lockdowns. It was an artificially made recession. There was nothing wrong with the underlying uh, 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 dynamics of the, of the economy. No. It was all because people were told to stay home and not work. And if, and if Biden had done nothing on day one, he would be riding high in the polls. I believe that. What you think about all of the cash that was just flushed into the market yeah. that didn't have to happen and what it caused. I mean, that's the reason we're in the position we're in. Not to mention the fact that you had an administration that went along with the teachers unions keeping kids out of school for way longer than they needed to. I mean, it's decimated so many different things, but trying to say, you know, people have just been so traumatized from everything that's happened, they don't realize how great this really is for them. It's like, and, and the whole incentive has been not to get back to work from when he took office. Well, that part's been successful. <laughs> that whole not working part. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Speaking mm-hmm. of not working, David mentioned this earlier. We've got to get to this story. The Queen of Denmark quit her job on live TV. Oh, yeah. I, this was incredible. Uh, Denmark's Queen Marguerite II announced her surprise abdication in a New Year TV address. Nobody knew this was coming. Okay. She just says, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to step down on uh, formally on January 14th. Going to leave that to leave the throne to my son. She's 83 years old and she just kind of shocked the nation by quitting. Uh, Happy New Year, I quit. That's like hashtag goals, isn't it? Oh yeah. I guess so. Wow. Well, I did learn from uh, the ending of The Crown, which I really never saw, but my wife had it on, that Queen Elizabeth was going to quit. What was that, 16 years before she did? And everybody expected it to happen, and then she didn't do it. She decided, no, not ready to give that Chucky yet. Well, she looked at the dull son she has. (laughs) Well, no. Yeah. So that's one thing that I learned over the break. Do you guys watch any, is there any TV that you caught up on or any series or any of that stuff that you happen to watch or a movie that caught your attention? I watched that one movie on the, the big one on Netflix now, the, the one Obama produced, which I didn't know until after I watched it. Oh, yeah. Leaving the world behind or whatever that is. Yeah, did you like it? No, it was garbage. <laughs> it, it was, it was absolute garbage. Yeah. And, and the talk about being unfulfilled at the end of that thing. Exactly. Just don't even bother. Okay, folks, just take us. Just move on. Yeah, I remember the weekend it came out, and it's one of those, I, I just admit it, I do this. My wife likes to watch movies, and so I'll go along, and it's one of those things where I'm doing something else. I might be reading a book or something and kind of keeping an eye on it. If it keeps my interest, then I'll give it more attention. If not, then I've got some sort of other project. I think you call that riddled with ADD, Scott, oh, you are. Like that. But yeah. to me, it's just, you know, right. trying to get something done. But, yeah, that movie, that was just bad. It was bad. Just a bad movie. Yeah. This wasn't good at all. It was It was decent enough to get you invested to see what was actually going to happen, but then it's just a letdown, and you end up going, that was a waste of time. Well, I mean, they did their job. The trailer was good. The trailer made right. me want to watch it. Yeah. Then somebody said, why are you watching that? Obama produced it. I'm like, he did? I either yeah. forgot about it or didn't know about it. I don't know. But that, don't waste your time, folks. Just move on. Yeah. Thank me later. I'd rather just yep. spend 40 minutes with Jack Reacher and he kills bad guys and you feel good for a little while and then you move on to the next Absolutely. 
Yeah, that's much better. All right, it's that time of the show. Do it every day just about this time. Go around the table, and it may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Well, a little update in the media world. You know, Charlemagne the God, who at some point became uh, the black vote whisperer, according to Democrat politicians, most of them elderly and white. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton went on there. A bunch of different uh, politicians have gone on his show, The Breakfast Club, uh, to try to court the black vote. And it's always been... You mean pander? Yeah, pander. It's always been pretty embarrassing. Hillary Clinton pulled out... Remember that? (laughs) The hot sauce. She pulled out a bottle of hot sauce (laughs) during the interview. Yeah, I always have hot sauce. People are looking at it like, it's still closed. (laughs) The plastic wrap is still on it, you pandering weasel. Um, Yeah, it's like it's Jerry Maguire every time. I love black people! I love black people! His was the show that Joe Biden went on and very infamously said, if you're having trouble deciding between me and Trump, then you ain't black. Yes. Uh, so anyway, Charlemagne the God did an interview with Politico. Uh, and he said, hey, look, I'm not going to be endorsing uh, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, uh, their ticket in 2024, because they just haven't done enough for the black community. Uh, and said, look, with with, with Kamala... They got in there, and she just kind of disappeared. I think, well, to the contrary, she's been out there. She's just been really lousy at everything that she's attempted. Well, yeah, they pushed her back into the closet. Right. I don't want her out there. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, I remember, well, he had her on at one point, and there was a little back and forth, and it didn't go so well, and Kamala Harris got agitated. I do remember that. No, I don't remember that. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll have to... See, I know I have that audio somewhere. Yeah, it it was over. I forget what the. I guess it was the American Rescue Plan, maybe. Uh, no, it it was a, it was the Build Back Better thing, I think. And Joe Manchin, Democrat senator out of West Virginia, was saying he was a Nova. Yes. And Charlemagne the God. Listen, I mean, I, I, apparently the guy's very influential. I I don't know how or why. I think he used to be. Yeah, he's uh, he's constitutionally illiterate. Um, because he was saying, who's the president, Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? Right. Well, it's like, well, in fairness, Kamala Harris tried to explain it to him like he was a three-year-old. Like, well, see, here's the thing, though. You you have right. to get support for bills in both chambers of of Congress before the president can sign any bill. Right. Yeah, it took a while. <laughs> but, I mean, that's... That's the whole thing. He's always like, what are you going to do for my people? And that's sort of how it's judged on. Interesting, man. Wow. All right, Scott, what's your story? Uh, Kind of a story that went under the radar because I guess it was over the holidays. Uh, Former Representative Liz Cheney emphasized sternly that she said, quote, I'm not going to do anything to help Donald Trump win president in 2024. That's bombshell stuff, isn't it? Oh, who cares? You lost you lost by 40 points. I mean, who gives a fat frog's fanny who you endorse? If she really wanted to tank his chances, she would endorse him today. See, I felt the same way. That's exactly. The thing. No, exactly. She's doing him a favor. I would argue more people care about what Charlemagne thinks than Liz Cheney. Oh, she doesn't think that. Sorry to give cred there to Charlemagne, but I, I believe that. I think he has more sway over the vote than Liz Cheney. Wait till she gets her podcast, Cheney the Goddess. <laughs> <laughs> 
By the way, I do have that audio if you want to get to it later on, we can. Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay. Uh, my story today, um, I saw this, and it was about polling. It was New Year's resolutions, uh, what people want to do more of in 2024. I don't think we need to make this into a game, per se, but how many people typically make New Year's resolutions as far as the percentage of Americans? What would you guess? Uh, I'd guess 40%. I'm going to go 55%. 37. David's oh, up 1-0. Wow. How about that? Um, among those, this was one of the big takeaways that was a surprise. About 60% express a desire to pray or attend religious services more in this next year. That's good. Is that because it's trying times, or is that something that's happening every New Year's? Well, I think they've been listening to Van Camp. Well, yeah, I mean... Crisis Garden, Get Right with Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I think they and have been. Don't ammo. forget the guns and ammo, yeah. I think that's, that's uh, that message personifies what they're doing, yeah. I've heard other people say it to me. It's like what Van Camp said. Oh, exactly. I get it all the time. I yeah. hear it all the time. Van Camp's a prophet. I know. <laughs> um, about 47% of Americans feel hopeful about 2024. Does that surprise you, so Scott Robbins? Well, yeah, I think so, because I think we're going to get rid of slow-witted joe well Mm. i think there's an explanation here um the younger you are the more you're hopeful (laughs) your whole life in front of americans under 30 most hopeful 64 percent looking forward to 2024 with optimism then the sentiment gradually decreases yeah dropping to 51 percent among those age david 30 to 44 then 37 percent among 45 to 64 39%, 39%, 65 and older. So well, there you go. We know we have no chance. Well, you, these are the people who most are are most likely to pay attention to what's going on in the news. So they realize that I'm not joking when I say, you know, buy guns and ammo, right. plant the crisis garden, and get right with Jesus because this is going to be a rough year. Yeah, I know it's just anecdotal, but the more people I know that are really plugged into what's going on, the more nervous they are. Sure. Makes sense. But as far as the leading resolutions, what would you guess? Weight. Yeah, it's a improve health. Mm-hmm. That's 94%. Exercise more. That's 88%. Spending time with loved ones at 84%. You're, you're flummoxed by all this, aren't you, Scott? Well, a little bit, yeah. I mean, <laughs> spending time with others, I guess. Loved ones. That Yeah. Oh, that's easy for you, though. Yeah, I don't have that. You don't love many people. No, handful. Yeah. Uh, Better diet, acquiring new skills or hobbies, quitting bad habits, also spending less time online. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Nothing nothing negative there. No. Engaging more in community volunteer efforts. Nobody ever resolution is I need to smoke more and drink more this year. (laughs) No one ever says that. If there is, hit him up, uh, hit Robbins up on Facebook. All right, news update straight ahead. (laughs) 
start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. You never know what's going to happen from one day to the next. That's why it's so important to plan ahead. Start the new year with Policy Genius. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies. In just a few clicks, you can find your lowest price. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 bucks per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Save time and money and give your family a financial safety net with Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins uh, Real quick When we were doing What's Your Story Scott, you brought up Charlemagne The God Yes And we talked about when he visited with Kamala Harris and there was eh, somewhat of a dust-up. And I thought we had the audio. I found it. And what was interesting, if you remember this part, as Charlemagne was saying, well, who's really the president? Is Joe Biden the president? It seemed like Kamala was faking this lost connection. Like right. she had lost the connection. <laughs> and then she comes back. I love those. Um, and it's just interesting to hear this again. Who's the superhero that's going to speak against Joe Manchin? No. <laughs> I want to know who's the real president of this country. Is it, Bi- is it Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? I'm sorry. I just want to interrupt, but I don't think the vice president can hear you. It's the mom. I'm so sorry, Charlie. She can hear me. Oh, yeah. She can hear me. That was Moon Sanders, too. Yep, that's right. Coming Another in. one that's left that camp. Yeah. Wow. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me, Madam okay, Vice President? Okay, so I'm sorry. You got a rap? Oh. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. They're acting like they can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, so who's, the real, hear you. so who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really, Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Bi- and, it's Bi- and it's Joe Biden. And I'm vice president. And my name is Kamala Harris. <laughs> and the reality is, because we are in office, we do 
the things like the child tax credit, which is going to reduce black oh, child okay. poverty by 50% on track to do that. We do things that are about saying that our Department of Justice is going to do these investigations and require that we end chokeholds and have body cameras. Oh, and it goes on from there. And what you've seen with the black vote are different people saying, listen, what, you just assume I'm a criminal? That's what you're doing for me? No, that's not. I want more opportunities, jobs. Our kids' education, well, frankly, sucks. And they're falling behind. What are you going to do about that? And there's no answer. And that's why you see so much of the black vote shifting from the Democratic Party. I like the way she has to tell him he, she's the vice president. And what her name is. Yes. I've been interviewing you for 10 minutes. I know who you are. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, you're seeing people here illegally being bussed, flown to major American cities under Democratic rule. Well, and a were, lot well, of these right. people that run these cities are saying, hey, you got to stop doing this. We don't have the infrastructure. Uh, you welcomed them. Where is the infrastructure? Right. Isn't that the question? <laughs> don't right. Hasn't that always been the question when we opened the border? Well, then we never technically opened the border. What do you call it then? Well, it's secure. We know that. It's not. Yes, it is. It's been a big lie, and you know that. Yeah, I know. And, you know, some of these mayors are getting more attention than others. Uh, for a while, it was Eric Adams in New York. Brandon Johnson, mayor of Chicago, is getting more and more attention. Um, and I think, you tell me if I'm wrong here, it seems like he's busting out the race card on this one. Well, I don't know if you much. heard this over the weekend. It's all he's got. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's the go-to, I would say. But. What is very clear is that not only are we providing uh, mental health-related services as well as vaccinations and health screenings and providing um, medical health care for these families when they arrive the moment they get off those buses, we're not seeing that same treatment on the border. In other words, there's no health screenings, no vaccinations. That process... Oh, <laughs> Every once in a while... I'm about to play some audio, and I just uh, watched Van Camp's face. Because, yeah, you're you're boiling, well, dude. Well, okay. Uh, we take care of these people. They don't do that in Texas, okay. David. One jackass. There are mul Where I live, there are multiple massive shelters for people who are in transit. Their destination is not San Antonio. Uh, you know, yeah, and, and, and if you're talking about the health screening aspect, talk to Joe Biden about that, because a lot of us have had those questions as well. You're not going to let the number one tennis player in the world play in New York because he's not right. vaccinated, That's but you'll right. let every per you'll let 300,000 people come through the border in a single yep. month and then get snippy when somebody says, well, are you testing them for COVID? Are you forcing them to get the vaccine? Nope. 
No. That's not a state of Texas issue, bud. <sighs> he goes on. That process at the border is absolutely raggedy and, and reckless, but we cannot have a governor who decides that he's going to uh, yeah. cling to the vestiges of Jefferson Davis when we should oh. be um, pulling to the hopes and aspirations that were left by Frederick Douglass. We have to have a coordinated response to this humanitarian crisis. We cannot allow <laughs> chaos to dictate and to divide this country. So here we go. I'll be honest. As I hear that, it's obvious he's pulling out the race card, but I'm trying to make sense of how. How that makes any sort of sense at all. Well, I, I might take the scenic route to this point, but okay. you know, we've heard a lot of Democrats saying we need more uh, illegal immigrants coming in uh, because, as Nancy Pelosi put it, somebody's got to pick the crops in Florida. <laughs> uh, you know, AOC, yeah. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, hey, we need them because we need to be producing more babies. Yeah. Uh, we And the, the, the uh, Bayer County, Texas sheriff, Javier Salazar, said, yeah, we need more illegal immigrants working here because, you know, I was at a restaurant and they didn't even have a busboy. I'll Let say Somebody this. clear my dishes. You know how much of a hassle that is i've right. got my plate i ate my food i <laughs> want to put my arms on the table and there's no servants took me took me 45 minutes to get a table at olive garden for crying out loud yeah and i'm picturing I, myself 20 years from now and who is even going to make the food we but, need you people to have some babies and and if you are trying to make the comparison to the confederacy <laughs> i will just say this uh the south literally fought a war because they wanted to keep the underclass that they had created in their areas. They didn't want to bust them away. That's right. They want to keep their slaves. <laughs> Great point. It's it is absolutely man. true. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. But yeah, it just seems to me, and I know a lot of people feel the same way, is you have a situation like this. It's the race card will get played one way or another. It's just to what ridiculous level will it happen? And they keep topping themselves, at least it seems. I wish you could do like a night at the museum thing where Jefferson Davis comes back <laughs> in a hologram or something to, <laughs> to correct idiots like the mayor of Chicago. Well, actually, I'm going to tell you something. Okay. Uh, now we've got Democrats questioning the legitimacy of the Supreme Court. Yeah, What's well, this, David? Well, Trump has been taken off the ballot in Colorado and now in Maine because of claims that he engaged in an insurrection. Uh, mm -hmm. The Supreme Court will likely get a crack at this soon, and Democrats are already working the ref. Some would say this is really the whole game anyway, mm -hmm. is to try to justify a massive court packing scam to add as many justices as possible uh, by delegitimizing what the Supreme Court will probably decide when it comes to Trump's eligibility to remain on the ballot. So Representative Jamie Raskin was asked if any justices should recuse themselves from the case, and here's what he said. Okay. Anybody looking at this in any kind of dispassionate, reasonable way would say if your wife was involved in the big lie and claiming that Donald Trump had actually won the presidential election and been agitating for that and participating in the events leading up to January 6th, that you shouldn't be participating. So in, he should recuse himself. He should. Oh, he absolutely should recuse himself. The question is, what do we do if he doesn't? Mm, this is talking about Clarence Thomas. Of course. So that is Jamie Raskin threatening a strong black man who happens to sit on the Supreme Court. Good take there, David. I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. All right. I got something to admit. 
you know, you're off for like a week over Christmas, right? And then we come back in and it's time to pay attention to the news cycle again. That's just what we do. And one of the first clips that I saw was going to be Jamie Raskin speaking, and I couldn't bring myself to do it because that guy is like the epitome of every bad politician just gets talking points and goes with it, no matter how ridiculous it might be. You know, it's like if you have to work with this person that's completely full of crap and been proven so time and time and time again, you really don't have to listen mm -hmm. to them anymore. But these people, they just keep going out there and doing it. Ugh. There's a bunch of them like that. There's no doubt about it. He's just the first one I saw today. Okay. Man, I want to ask you guys this question. And this is a tragic story out of Hawaii. Maybe you saw this. A lot of coverage on the news about this surfer. Jason Carter, 39 years old, died after calling it a shark encounter. He was attacked by a shark while surfing. And, you know, not knowing all the, I guess, nitty-gritty details um, where he was bitten, all, all you know is there are jet skis out there. They got him. They got him to shore. It was first aid. They got him to the hospital in Maui, and he didn't survive. Okay. And obviously, that's tragedy. Do you look at that tragedy different than, say, someone that was taken just in a random automobile accident because this person was doing something they loved? Or is, is it one of those things that brings your mind to, man, that didn't need to happen. That's crazy. Why were you surfing out there when there were sharks? Yeah. Well, I think... I mean, you go into those, like, in that situation, you're going into it knowing the risk. Agreed. And knowing that there is an easy way to avoid getting bitten by a shark. I mean, it's still sad. It's still tragic. Yes. But, you know, to your initial question, if you're dying doing what you love to do, that is better than I was on my way to Walmart right. and a drunk driver ran a red light and killed me. Yeah. Is that the way you look at it, Scott? Well, I don't know. Um be honest. Well, there's a certain amount of bravado that irks me sometimes. <laughs> See? Yeah. You don't like this stuff. Where it's like you're going, hey, man, there's sharks out there. So what, man? I don't care. I'm not afraid. You know, that kind of mentality. Well. If I get hit by a drunk driver, it wasn't. It's not something I said, hey, go get drunk and then hit me. Well, I don't think totally you're saying, hey, sharks come attack me. Well, no, but you know what's going on. You know it could happen. Anybody. You, uh, no more Jamie Raskin. Uh, yeah. What's he think? I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> it was Trump's fault, according to Jamie Raskin. <laughs> there you go. See? Yeah. No, I think of it as with different things that have risk. You do it enough times, you sort of consciously know there's a risk, but sort of not really. And I'm not saying that's where Jason Carter was. He may have thought about it every time he paddled out there. But when you do it enough times where there's no shark attack or anything else, you're like, oh, I'm probably going to be okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I In the end, I that. side with David where, hey, he was doing something he loved. And sure enough, I'm reading through this story about what, you know, different people had said. And sure enough, one said he was doing what he loved. I guess he had worked several seasons at ski resorts in Oregon and Colorado. Well, I hope he didn't have children or anything. In the story I read, if he does, I don't know. That's that. when I kind of throw a big red flag up going, well, it's not just about you anymore. Adventure lover. Well, okay, but what are you supposed to do? 
You know, I mean, you don't you don't live in a hermetically sealed bubble when well, you have no, kids. Well, no, but you're I mean, well, no, but you're not swimming with sharks either. <laughs> okay. All right. The, at the risk, okay, it's the first show of the year. I don't yeah. want to tick you off, but remember your heart attacks eight years ago now yeah. in 2015. Yeah. Okay. Your joke always, I'm going to have a grabber. Right, yeah. And that I was the joke. Yeah. But with the lifestyle that you led, wouldn't you say you put yourself at risk? What? <laughs> of course I did. Of course I did. And I really didn't have anybody to blame it myself when it happened. But you weren't going to stop doing what you loved to do. No, I wasn't. Isn't this okay? The, so- I, sh- I should have been out there swimming with sharks. <laughs> what the hell? Throw everything at, I'm not at, at just that. wild abandon. I'm not saying going that, 170 just- miles an hour down the freeway. Why not? I'm just saying that these are things I think about sometimes. No, I think they're I, interesting no, I, conversations. I understand what you're saying. So you're saying there's a bit of hypocrisy, yeah, and I would tend yeah. to agree with that. Yeah. If I'm, so- hip- I'm listen, I'll. I'll Certainly point out the fact that I'm a hypocrite when I am. Oh, I think if well, I was smoking I'm with and that, drinking, I won't speak for David. I certainly am on a number of different things. Yes. Smoking, drinking, and swimming with sharks. No, well, yeah. there you go. All at the same time. Uh, yes. Yeah. So we'll do that. That's a trick. Uh, Keeping the cigarette lit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. You look cool when you do it. That's right. I think it's worth the risk. Um, I suppose we should get to this story in a minute. There was a university chancellor fired, Dude. David. Yeah. There were some adult videos mm-hmm. that were possibly made public. Uh, yes. From a university chancellor. Uh-huh. Ugh. Was there anyone on the planet that wanted to see it? No. Apparently some people did, yes. Really? But, yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. News update and much more straight ahead. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to OmahaSteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, every bite is guaranteed. Perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And HelloFresh couldn't agree more. That's why they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy tasty recipes delivered to your door, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. Because HelloFresh knows that you're not just hungry at dinner time. In fact, they're here to meet your every mealtime need. With a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, and desserts that you can easily add to every order. HelloFresh also 
helps you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, making sticking to a routine easier than ever. This year, make eating better and saving money a priority. Join today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. That's Scott Robbins. Okay, saw this piece out of the Wall Street Journal saying these voters will decide the 2024 election. They don't like what they see. Well, a lot of Americans mm. did not want Biden and Trump again. It's no. where we are, but going into it, that's not what a lot of people wanted. But in the piece, it's talking about these 25 counties that have backed the presidential winner in each of the past four elections. And these are in the battleground states. And these counties, a lot of times, decide the state. And just talking to these different people. And it's always interesting when you see just a random conversation with someone of what they might say. They mentioned Tim Smith, 53-year-old draftsman from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, isn't registered with either party, said he backed Biden in 2020, and feels like the president hasn't done much to help him. Said, I'm paying $28 for a bag of cat food. I, honestly, I don't have a cat, so I did not know that a Well, I do, food. and I'm not paying $28 for a bag of cat food. I can tell you that right now. You must not love your cat the no. way Tim no. Smith I guess in I, Pennsylvania I loves well, his cat. That's also probably why your cats have behavioral issues. <laughs> Just nuts because they don't get good food. Yeah, they get. For those that don't know, David's known as the cat whisperer. He's got a couple of cats and always knows how to train them and whatnot. It, it, I take it that is the going rate for good cat food, David. Yeah, yeah, it can be if you're if you're splurging on the on the higher end, middle to higher end stuff. Well, it's okay. like a, what a fifty pound bag. <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I I feed them imes. That's pretty good cat food. Well. I mean, yeah, I, I, I suppose the old, you know, Chinese newspaper that they put in there—that's right. That's fine. For I mean, roughage. granted, it's eyes with two eyes. I don't know right. if that matters or not. Oh but gosh. You know. but this guy is talking about how much cat food is. He's saying I, I'm going behind financially, um, but said that Trump's authoritarian tendencies worry me. What do you take from that, David? I'll ask you first. That's brainwashing. What authoritarian tendencies? Exactly. What are you talking about? Be specific. Like, not, not. Oh, I didn't like that he said whatever. But what, like, what specifically about his first term was authoritarian? Exactly. And you know, this is worth a read. You you go into Saginaw, Michigan, talking to a guy there, who's a basketball coach, Marshall Thomas, um, saying you know he's not happy, uh, but. I'm looking at that. Yeah, he wouldn't vote for Trump. Uh, Trump scares me, and he scared me before January 6th. That's what Marshall Thomas said. Again, I thought the same thing. That's like brainwashing. I mean, exactly what are you talking about? And that's why media is so destructive in the country, I think. Anyway, we got to get to this, Chancellor. What's this story, David? Oh, dude. Okay, so uh, the University of Wisconsin-La Crosse fired Chancellor Joe Gao, because 
someone found the porn videos he and his wife made. Uh, he's defending himself because he says his actions were never connected to the university. They're protected uh, under the First Amendment. And the the anchors on CNN were a little bit skeptical of, of some of his claims here. Okay. How old's this guy? 63. Oh, buddy. Hmm. I was given... No due process. They never said what policy I violated. And also there was um, no hearing where I could actually do as I'm doing with you now, talk about uh, the issues. Hmm. We are making videos that are not violent. They're not exploitative. They're a married couple. Um, it's something you don't see every day uh, well, in adults' porn stars, video. Just to, be, just to be clear, right? I mean, it's not, well, it's I not was just say there, yeah. We, we do have videos with other performers. What? And we do a cooking show where we what? talk to them about what it's like to be in yeah. the industry. Oh. And I think it really shows a side of the performers that you don't see anywhere okay. else. All right. We're, we're not done with this yet. We're not done. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. No, that that's going to need some further attention. Cooking shows. <laughs> yeah. Okay. More on that in a bit. <laughs> Biggest story today, David. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, record number of crossings at the border for the month of December. Not surprising. Still just utterly shocking that this is normalized, apparently. That it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, this happened. Yeah, we're going to move on. Uh, really let you know that the Democrats were just pretending when they were weeping at the border about kids in cages. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Okay. Admit it, Rob, is all you're thinking about is the cooking That's all and the chancellor. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to a news update and more of that story coming up. Okay, news update. Big news out of Harvard, David. Oh, yeah, the embattled president of Harvard University. Uh, Claudine Gay is apparently going to be resigning. Uh, Of course, uh, the first or the, 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 the initial controversy was that she could not explicitly say that calls for killing all the Jews violated uh, any sort of campus policy. Depends on the context there, David. Right. Yeah. Depends on the context. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, and then it, it came to light that there were several instances of plagiarism, or at least what they're saying is alleged plagiarism. Um, what was the phrase? I'm going to pull this up because I want to get it right here. The phrase that uh, Harvard used, uh, they found instances of duplicative language without appropriate <laughs> attribution <laughs> which is amazing yes yes now the question remains and i've seen this in print already did she plagiarize her resignation letter <laughs> good question i haven't seen the letter yet i haven't either I mean, is it uh, because uh, of all of the controversy? It's just uh, it's going to be too much, you know, 
effort into explaining all these things, and it would take away from this great university. Yeah. And still claiming innocence, is it going to be one of those things? Or just, I've decided to step down so long, everybody. I want to know what the golden parachute looked like for yeah. her to resign. That's what I want to know. Well, sometimes you resign, you don't get anything. You well, get fired, you get something. I'll, dimes to donuts, she got something. Oh, I believe that. They worked yeah. something out over the break. Yep. I would guess You're so. You're fired, boom. <laughs> yeah. Some Bobby Bonilla thing where... The next thirty years, she gets a million dollars a year. I bet it ain't going to be that. No, it'll be a, it'll be a significant amount of money, though. I bet it's a big chunk. Well, all these things came out about her after she was in D.C. I mean, if she would have went to D.C. and just said like the right thing, no, it's not going to be tolerated. The anti-Semitism that we've seen, and you know what? I've failed as a leader. I've got to do better. It starts with me. <laughs> One of those speeches. She'd probably still have her job. She said exactly what she believed. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I think it showed everyone the arrogance of these people. Yep. All of them. So you have that going on. But if you've been listening to the show so far, the story we talked about just a little while ago still brings up a little curiosity. This is a different university, David, yeah, and univers- a different situation. University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. there was a chancellor there named Joe Gal. He's been fired because, well... Someone found out that he and his wife for years have made porn videos with porn stars. Okay, uh, do they sell them? Well, I, I'm not really sure on that. They've they've written two books as well about their experiences under pen names because they didn't want to have a connection to the university. Uh, but he's saying, hey, I got fired without any sort of due process, and that's not fair. They're part of what he said. Violent. They're not exploitative. They're a married couple. Um, it's something you don't see every day uh, well, in adult stars, video. Just to be just to be clear, right? I mean, it's not. Well, it's I not was going to say there. Yeah, we, we we do have videos with other performers, <laughs> and we do a cooking show where we talk to them about what it's like to be in the industry. And I think it really shows a side of the performers that you don't see anywhere else. Well. I got, a, I got a note from somebody that says, don't cook bacon naked. Oh, yeah, that, that would not be good. Yeah. <laughs> so he's saying wrongful termination. Yeah. Because even, you know, we wrote these books. I changed my name because I knew if I kept my other name, I wouldn't still have my job at the university. But you can't fire me for this. Why'd you change your name then? Right. Didn't you kind of out yourself? Because you kind of you kind of knew that there was something that others would not approve of there, right? And he's saying that the whole thing is all about positivity and trying to demystify all of this stuff. Uh, I mean, yeah. dude, you're you're a perv, and that's how that's how you want to live your life. It's nothing illegal, but I can see why a university would not want you representing them once it's come out. I'm surprised they actually kept them on board after um, somebody uncovered. Well, not not really uncovered. He plays it publicly. His uh, crappy cover band. Oh no! Yeah, which is? I don't know what what it's actually. Does he really called. have one? He really has a cover oh, band. I, 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 I thought you were setting yeah. us up for a joke I, I with a crazy band. No, no, no. He actually does have a cover band. Cooking while naked. <laughs> it's called Martha Dewart. No. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Don't let your brain think up band names that would be related to this. Yeah. First show of the year. Don't want to get canceled yet. 
I had three come into my head. I'm, uh, uh, maturity just makes you move on. Also, like the story. way he he, he refers it. to porn stars as performers. Oh well, yeah, right. like it's some sort of community theater or some right. nonsense we got going on here. Well, you know, is it that's the way? It's it's not strippers. No, it's a performer. Performer. Yeah, artist. Okay. Yes, that sort okay. of thing. Okay. Um, let's get to the CNN legal analyst, David, on the Maine Secretary of State. Yeah, Maine Secretary of State, this crazy-eyed lady who speaks like a 22-year-old sociology major, uh, decided to take Donald Trump off of the ballot, claiming he engaged in an insurrection and is no longer eligible under the 14th Amendment. Uh, now, this came after a BS hearing on the matter, uh, something that was so transparently political and ridiculous that even CNN's legal analyst, Ellie Honig, called it out as being ridiculous. Oh, wow. Were the processes, were these hearings fair? Did they comport with due process? And I think there's a question there with regard to what Maine did. Because if you look at the hearing, and she details this in the, in the ruling, they heard from one fact witness, a law professor. She based her ruling on a lot of documents, but also YouTube clips, news reports, things that would never pass the bar in normal court. She's not a lawyer, by the way. It's a smartly written decision, clearly consulted with lawyers, but this is an unelected. She's chosen by the state legislature. She's elected by the chosen state legislature. Uh, chosen, elected by the legislature, but not democratically elected, not a knock. That's just the way it's set up in Maine. And this hearing, look, it doesn't have to be a criminal trial. We don't have to have all the protections. But I think the argument you'll hear from opponents is, one, not up to the states to do this. This is why we have all different decisions from all different states. And two, the procedures were not up to snuff. It's interesting. Yeah. The legal analysts are saying, all right, time out here. Wait a second. Because it does feel like media in general has done what it does to shape opinion of people that watch it. That's a lot of Democratic voters that feel like it actually was an attempted insurrection on January 6th. And this man should never be allowed to run for president again. You've heard different people say it. Okay. We know that's not reality, Yep. but that's what you have millions of people in this country believing. So they'll just continue on with this entire charade. But when you get even the left-leaning legal people, they can't back this. Have you seen any that have? Because if there have been like like 100%, I haven't seen them. Oh, but, they'll find one, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, there there have been a few popping up on cable news, but... Most people, they, they can say, well, well, we'll see. I think it's not a bad thing to try this, but brr, not not sure this is going to work. Interesting. Okay. Other things. Speaking of uh, just voting and, you know, the overarching themes that we'll see throughout, you know, the entire campaign, a lot of it will be about race. It is, you know, every election season, I expect it to be even more heightened this time around. What is this story? And I don't know if this has anything to do with an upcoming election or an no. upcoming election or this is something different. But a doctor on MSNBC was saying that black people are only 20 percent responsible for their own health. Yeah. Uh, apparently, black people aren't responsible for their own health outcomes. Um, this is according to new research championed by this group called Advancing Health Equity. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, this is Dr. Uche Blackstock on MSNBC talking about how racism is actually mostly to blame for poor health outcomes in the black community. All right. I'm going to try to keep an open mind and listen to what this person says. 
Okay. All right. I think so often we think about health as uh, individual choices that patients make. Yes. And instead, we really need to understand how practices and policies, you know, the legacy of slavery, the legacy of Jim Crow, current day systemic racism impacts the health of our communities. What? You know, individuals are only responsible for about 20% of what makes them healthy. The other 80% are these systemic factors. That, that is the worst defeatist attitude I've ever heard. Right. I mean, certainly, and I think the study was trying to make the point about, you know, a lack of access to green spaces, et cetera, like living in an urban environment. Uh, oh, of course, the, the term food desert gets thrown out there and everything. But I don't, I don't know if you chalk that up to systemic racism because people can move. They can relocate. Absolutely. Do they ever do this as far as, say, out of shape? white rural people in southern states oh no we're there there is absolutely nobody uh banging the drum for uh trailer trash for white trailer trash i mean listen i understand you're a kid you grow up in a family that has historically made let's say poor food choices from you know a health perspective and then that just becomes part of your lifestyle i can understand that but you're talking about systemic racism Yes. You can all, I mean, why do people make resolutions? Because you want to improve your health. You want to eat better. You want to do all these things. Are you actually saying to people, well, you, you can't. That, that'll only be like 20%. Your choices of what you eat this year. 80%, you just can't help it. Well, that to me is somewhat racist because you're saying I'm not smart enough to choose differently. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Or to control my own weight but or this whatever. But this is the whole DEI thing in universities. And kids taught this. You're going in debt to hear this nonsense. Makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, meanwhile, you know what's going on in China? I don't know if you've heard about this. The government is encouraging the women in China to have more babies. you got to start having some kids. You talked about a 180. Wow. Yeah, that one-child policy? Yeah. Not anymore. We need you to have lots of them because we're looking at the demographics, and we're looking at our future, and we're freaking doomed mm -hmm. unless you women start, like, squeezing out some pups fast. And you know what the women are saying? No, thanks. Yeah. I don't think so. That I've seen what uh, this country's like or has been like in the past as far as moms and the way they're treated. Nah, I don't think so. So the population there now around 1.4 billion likely to drop to around half a billion by 2100 if the current wow. trends stay okay and they're sort of blaming women but it is it's like this mixed message over you know the decades of yeah yeah I've won and you're done that's pretty much it and now saying no please start having babies oh. and in this wall street journal piece all these ladies that they're you know talking to are saying no i uh, i'm really not wanting to go down that road or if i have one that's enough for me they talked to uh feng chechen the mother of a three-year-old girl said relatives are pressuring her to have more kids hoping she has a baby boy said i've had one child i think i've done my duty i can have another kid as long as you give me three hundred thousand, you know dollars basically to raise this kid it's expensive yeah <laughs> Can you imagine a kid growing up later on realizing mom got paid 300 grand so he could be born? 
Yeah. How would that make you feel? No. Well, different people in the United States have talked about incentivizing families, young families, to have more kids. Oh, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Because of our own population decline. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I think I just kind of solved a bu- you know, I, I think I just solved a bunch of problems with one solution here. What's that? Governor Abbott should start busing migrants to Beijing. <laughs> that, if they could only do it by bus. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Two birds, one stone. There you go. I mean, and, and, and please, and multiply. Have Be fruitful. Yes. Yeah. That's wild. But, I mean, it, everything's different now than it was before. It's fascinating when you hear, like, when the pill first came out yeah. and the effects of that and you know you've got this whole other backlash now of women in their 30s and 40s i just read another piece over the break talking about women now in their 40s that didn't have a family that went the career path are ticked off and felt like they were sold a lie and wish they would have had family yeah yeah it's that's a tough thing man all right there's much to get to including um airbus employees Got violently ill after a Christmas party? What caused that? Hmm. Then we got another news update straight ahead right here. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, every bite is guaranteed perfect for a limited time get 50 percent off site-wide plus save an extra 30 dollars when you use promo code quality at checkout start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from omaha steaks all 50 percent off with their end of season event make sure to enter the promo code quality at checkout to get that extra 30 dollars off your order minimum purchase may apply omaha steaks america's original butcher Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. The Markley Bank Camp and Robin Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Probably saw that uh, Eric Adams, New York City, the executive order limiting when migrant buses can come into the city. <laughs> yeah. Requiring bus drivers who know they're transporting illegal immigrants to give the city a 32-hour notice. Yeah. Okay, we'll just drop them off at the train station in Jersey, and then they can ride in by train. That's all. Oh, yeah. Statue of Liberty is weeping. I thought cheering. Because one way or another, they're coming in. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You adapt or die. You overcome, right? Say no buses? How about train? There's a bunch of liberals in New York who are really going to have to rethink their yard signs that say things like, no human is illegal and uh, hate has no home here. No doubt. You love to see it. Oh, yeah. It'll be bicycles next. Hey, by the way, you had the story about the Airbus employees they're yeah. at a Christmas party? What happened? Dude, okay, so uh, this was in France. 700 employees, 700, with Airbus Atlantic got sick after the company hosted a Christmas dinner. They had things like lobster, scallops, uh, different seafood, um, and a bunch of people, 700 of the 2,600 people in attendance, got sick with clinical signs of vomiting and or diarrhea. Oh. One of the people, and this is the only reason I bring up the story, one of the people... Uh, who was there and got sick, said, uh, I had colic and headaches like I'd never had before. It was worse than giving birth. Holy moly. Oh, man. Colic as an adult. I don't even know if I'd heard of that mm, before. I either. That was new to me. Well, you hear about the Christmas party. It does sound like a fancy affair. I mean, you got the yeah. lobster, all the seafood. But, yeah. How many people got sick? 700. Oh, why do these scallops have hair? (laughs) (laughs) This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So big news out of Harvard today. Yeah. Claudine Gay, the president, has now uh, resigned after not only she failed to fully condemn calls for genocide on the campus, but um, also uh, was wrapped up in a plagiarism scandal. And Did you uh, read all of the stuff that she actually plagiarized? It's quite an assortment well it's yeah. like yeah it's it's dude it was ripping off acknowledgments she couldn't even say thank you <laughs> without ripping it's somebody true. else off that's that's a that's a sickness isn't it in a way yes yeah. i guess if you're just used to copying pasting right like, well why not with the acknowledgments Do yeah, everything right. else why not yeah I'm, I'm sorry but by the way just a quick correction harvard never called it plagiarism uh, Harvard said it was duplicative language without appropriate attribution. <laughs> yeah. wonder how long they've thought that one up before somebody went, that's the one. No kidding. Yeah. Five minutes, maybe? Yeah, maybe longer. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's got a think tank going. I'd like, like to know how many were rejected beforehand. 
I I was laughing uh, because, you know, o- over the holiday break, I was at a gun range and there was a guy selling holsters out there. Yeah. But mm-hmm. don't call them holsters. He called them everyday tactical concealment systems, which I thought was just fantastic. <laughs> that is really good. And I like I, that. I, like, but dead serious. Like, they're not holsters, okay? But, I mean, corporate speak exists everywhere. It's just oh, really yes. funny uh, to see that. By the way. Was janitor to custodial arts the first one of those? That's a pretty good one, yeah. Yeah. It's just got to sound more important. That's yeah. really good. You, you attach arts to anything, and it sounds better. That's true. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, we apparently have uh, Claudine Gay's resignation letter, or at least part of the statement that she's putting out there. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just read you this section of it. Amidst all of this, it has been distressing to have doubt cast on my commitments to confronting hate and to upholding scholarly rigor, two bedrock values that are fundamental to who I am and frightening to be subjected to personal attacks and threats fueled by racial animus. Oh, my gosh. With oh everything gosh. you oversaw at, you, at your university with anti-Semitism, to come in with the racist take? Yeah. That's rich. So the reason the pressure is on for her to resign isn't the plagiarism, isn't the performance front of Congress. It's because she is a black woman. Because she, yeah, she felt attacked uh, over her race and therefore she had to resign. Did anyone mention her race ever? On, other than the lefties who were defending her. Right. I mean, I heard some people say she wouldn't have her job if she weren't black. Well, I heard that part of it. And, and the people. case was was made because Harvard was under an immense amount of pressure to have a, a black uh, president mm-hmm. uh, of the university. And they just found someone that, that had been in the system and could maybe fit the bill. Also, I mean, there was another university president who did get fired, what, 48 hours within 48 hours of that congressional testimony absolutely and she didn't and now i mean you look at the body of work that she has compared to other past presidents of harvard i mean what 11 published articles and a book or something like that that that's that's not an impressive resume no it is not you know what i can't help but think and I know she was a part of getting Roland Fryer removed from Harvard. And I don't have the story in front of me. I just remember this guy was a rising star. And he was a brilliant economist. And he was doing a deep dive on why kids in the inner city were coming out with poor test scores. And this is off the top of my head. And he found out. Wait a second. If we change expectation and the way we go about this, we could solve this problem. And I remember doing this. This was a couple of years ago of seeing this documentary about what actually happened to him. And just as a little clip from the documentary, um, because, again, and this goes back to Harvard, because Claudine Gay helped get this guy fired, who was a black man. Uh, But this was part of that documentary on Roland Fryer. He starts piecing together a five-part formula for the zone's success. And he finds that a central piece is aggressive human capital management. 
Economists speak for the practice of firing tons of teachers. You ask the teachers, what do you think you need to educate these kids? And we got answers like, well, all we need is smarter kids. I said, all you need is a new job. And he was really, really controversial in those circles. And I haven't heard this in a long time. I should preview this before just playing it on the air, I suppose, unless you want me to. So you can risk it for the biscuit. Well, Glenn Lowry, who I think we all have great respect for. Yeah? No. Yeah. No, I yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, brilliant black economist. Um, talked about Roland Fryer being canceled. Because that's exactly right. And that's, again, the irony, because Harvard cancels the guy who's looking for truth. Harvard's supposed to be very tossed. It's supposed to be about truth. It's right. It's in the it's in the very brand. Uh, and this idea that a, a young black man coming along against struggles will have some insights that cut against the grain of the liberal narrative about the black victimology condition. Uh, this is this is a very deep point. And, and the fact that the point of it all at the end of the day is to help the kids, which if you don't face the truth and this is not going to just be true about acting white this is going to be true about gun violence this is going to be true about the educational achievement gap this is going to be true about the seven and ten born to an unmarried woman this is going to be true about the abortion rate this is going to be true about a lot of stuff the truth will set you free couldn't have said it better rob yeah that's what Arnold fryer was all about and they canceled him at harvard and claudine gay again part of that and i can't help but think about that when I hear everything that's going on with her right now, because she was propped up into that position. Oh, yeah. Uh, Daily Caller, though, has uh, has something kind of funny. There's a leaked first draft of uh, President Gay's resignation letter. Yes. Dear members of the Harvard community, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged <laughs> by the color of their skin, but by the content uh, yes. of their character. Yes. Oh, that's good. Oh, man. Um. Speaking of Harvard and all the anti-Semitism we saw there, did anybody see what David Schwimmer happened to say the other day? Yeah. You did? Yeah, I did see that, yeah. Friends alumnus? Yes, and and Jew. Yes. Yes. Uh, went on Instagram to call out people who continue to deny increasing reports and evidence that Hamas used sexual violence as a weapon against Israeli women. And there's still a bunch of people saying it never happened. And he's out of his mind. Yeah. Like, you got to be kidding me. And he talks about, I served on the board of directors for the Rape Foundation for almost 20 years. And have been an advocate for child and adult survivors of sexual violence for almost 30. And he talks about getting people the right treatment, care, all of those things, regardless of age, race, gender, religion, all of that stuff. He said, you know, there are many people he would consider allies. It's another term that's been hijacked. Who for years have stood up and fought for survivors of rape and sexual assault, demanding justice, that why do so many refuse to believe, despite all evidence on camera and in testimony, the women, children, and men brutally assaulted by terrorists on October 7th? Where is their outrage? Yeah, it's unbelievable that there are still so many people in this country saying, yeah, it didn't really happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, or it was Netanyahu did it himself. Yeah. Yep, that sort of thing. Yeah. Just kind of crazy. Okay, moving on to other things. Okay, so Trump off the ballot in Maine. Big controversy. It doesn't look like this is going to hold up. Uh, but there's another part of this story, David. Uh, yeah, Maine Secretary of State Shenna Bellows 
uh, decided to take Donald Trump off of the ballot. Uh, CNN is very concerned about how this has impacted her, though, her personally. Like, this is the lady who, one of several leftists in our nation in positions of power who are willing to subvert democracy, and apparently we have to worry about her feelings and what she's been going through. Uh, this is the anchor, uh, Caitlin Collins, speaking to uh, Shinna Bellows. Okay. You saw Trump himself sharing on social media ways to contact your office, the information to contact your office. I wonder, given the position that you're in and the decision that you've made, if you have concerns for, for your safety since making this decision. Okay. I was prepared for the possibility of threats, and I really appreciate uh, law enforcement and the people around me uh, who have been uh, incredibly supportive of my safety and security. Uh, my safety and security is important, and so is the safety and security of everyone who works with me. And we have received threatening communications. Those are unacceptable. But sure. regardless, my considerations in this proceeding is to adhere to the process. We are a nation of laws. Oh, boy. Yeah. And that again. You know, I don't want to see anybody getting death threats. I think most Americans don't. It is interesting, however, that you hear about the death threats from one side, but never the other yeah, right. with one of these stories. Because it happens to people well, on the right with all one, the time. One side deserves it. The other side doesn't. <laughs> That's According right. to them. That's what it, yeah. right. That's what it comes down to. Right. Yes. And I this mean, poor lady standing up for democracy and then these evil Trump people. Right. Want to kill her. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the narrative goes on. Of course. Um, I had mentioned this just briefly earlier. Anybody see any of the video with the former star of Beverly Hills 90210, Ian Ziering? As you had these guys, like on the small, they look like mini bikes. I know I'm aging myself there, <laughs> calling it a mini bike. No, they do, like a, though. Like a small, like, I don't know if you'd call it a scooter or a small motorcycle, whatever it is. A bunch of them they hit his car, and then as he gets out, he's assaulted. He's fighting mm. back. Um, It was crazy that this happened in Los Angeles. And so, you know, there was some silence for a while, and then he spoke out about it, saying... Yesterday, I experienced an alarming incident involving a group of individuals on minibikes. He called them minibikes. Yeah. While stuck in traffic, my car was approached aggressively by one of these riders, leading to an unsettling confrontation. In an attempt to assess my damage, I exited my car. This action, unfortunately, escalated into a physical altercation, which I navigated to protect myself. He had his 12-year-old daughter in the car with him. Um, she was fine. But he said the whole thing has him deeply concerned about the growing boldness of such groups who disrupt public safety and peace. This situation highlights a larger issue of hooliganism on our streets and the need for effective law enforcement responses to such behavior. As a citizen and a parent, I find it unacceptable that groups can freely engage in this kind of behavior, causing fear and chaos while the response from authorities seems insufficient. Which is where I say public caning. Yeah. Find well, these people, public caning, move on. It will deter. Well, I yeah, I mean, I just watched the video and, and uh, got to say, you have a situation like that, stay in your car, hit the gas, go. Oh, yeah. Because that's your sister, that's your wife, that's your whoever. Yep. 
What would you tell them to do in that situation? Hit the gas and go. Call the cops after you're a safe distance away. Yeah. Because right now you call the cops. How long is it going to take? Right. Well, and by the way, the guys in the motorcycles were objecting to what? Or the mini bikes? Or was it a, were they trying to rob him? Were they? I think it was just causing chaos. Some green yeah, piece thing? Or going like, hitting just hitting cars. cars and, yeah. So that you know, just joy nut jobs. Yep. Yes. Okay. Just yeah. young dudes because yeah. they can get away with it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's I, fun. I'm no physics major, but uh, car beats mini bike every time. Yes. Well, yeah, and when you hit the gas, open your door. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. A little extra trick you'll see in some movies every once in a yes. while. Yeah, not bad. Oh, did you guys hear what the Methodist Church is doing in the U.K.? This is crazy. Oh, we'll get to that and a news update and much more coming up right here. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to OmahaSteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Happen to see this story. The UK-based Methodist Church has issued guidance discouraging use of terms husband and wife. Ah, uh, there you go. What? Yeah. Uh, they told the Christian Post they're very proud of their guidance to repent of any hurtful language. Hmm. They say, uh, as Christians, we need to have the courage for conversations that can sometimes be difficult to recognize that we sometimes exclude people, to listen with humility, to repent of any hurtful language, and to take care of how we listen and what we say or write in the spirit of Christ. Uh, 
Okay, part of that I understand, but when you're talking about excluding people, you can't say husband or wife. Now, those are examples of terminology that may sound inoffensive, but it makes assumptions about a family or personal life that is not the reality for many people. So they offered, as far as guidance, words like partner, parent, child, or carer as different alternatives. Well, just take everything, you know, sanitize every uh, intimate relationship you may have with everybody. That's that's the way to go about life, isn't it? Well, and don't call Robbins old. You can't say old. Oh, no. 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 Now he just uh, perked up. Yeah. Well, so like in the Proverbs, you lived at old age. You can't say that anymore? No, you can call me older. <laughs> ah. Okay. To a mature age? Is that what we say? What do you say? You can when say this... mature if you'd like. Hmm. I resent old. So are they ever going to teach any of the letters from Paul? Because there are going to be a lot of those. They're going to have to get kicked out of that church, too. All right. I'm not bald. <laughs> What do you call it? Follically challenged? I think challenged is another word yeah, that's no, going that's, out. That's ableist now. <laughs> I'm serious. I think challenged you can't say anymore, yeah. right? Uh, I can't. I can't. It's sad what's happened to this church. This is ridiculous. Well, church, it's not a church. The church is breaking apart. It is. Yeah. The religion of United Methodism is breaking apart everywhere. Well, yes. And, yes. Yeah, because leftists see something beautiful and destroy it. They don't make anything. They don't. They don't build things. They destroy. No, they wreck stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What I used to think, man, that sounds just like a blanket statement. And you're like, you know what? It's hard to argue that. It really is. Especially after you see a story like this. Holy smokes. And you think you're doing people good by going this way. You're actually hurting people more. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, David. Biggest story today. Uh, biggest story of the day is, I mean, the fact that we broke another monthly record for the number of border crossings in December. Uh, we have, again, a full-blown invasion of, what, now more than 300,000 people crossing the border in a single month? I, yes, I heard the stat that since Biden took office, there's been more people come in than the population of 15 of our states. Yeah. It's absurd. But Absolutely. The Biden All by administration design. says, hey, we're doing everything we can. No, to keep it open. Yeah, right. Yes, there's no doubt about that. All right, we got to get to another news update. And the first Scott Robbins trifecta of 2024, straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, was asked about um, how now even Democrats are worried about the border crisis. I mean, you set a new monthly record in terms of crossings at the southern border uh, in December, over 300,000 people coming in. It is just astounding what's happening. 
Uh, so Kareem Jean-Pierre was asked about this on CNN, and here's part of the question and then her answer. Obviously, there have been many Republican governors and mayors who have talked about this issue. Now you're hearing it from within the party. What's the response? So here's my response. It is shameful that a Republican governor, Governor Abbott in Texas, is using migrants uh, as a political stunt. That's what he's been doing. So you're referring to the busing of migrants to northern uh, cities. Absolutely. And the, 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 the busing of migrants, the putting them on flights, it is shameful that that is occurring. And instead of, if the governor really, truly wants to deal with this issue, he should talk to uh, the senators in his state and actually ask them to work with us. Look. There we Can go. I I mean this sincerely. Yeah. From a logical standpoint. Okay. You're Texas. Okay. We'll leave like New Mexico, Arizona, California out for this conversation. You're Texas. You're overrun. You have nowhere to put people. You can't even check them in. You, you, you're overrun. So what are you supposed to do? Okay. Uh, find somewhere for them to go, right? Yeah, Because when you mention, hey, we're going to start really enforcing the border and sending people back, the people on the left freaked out. That's not who we are. So, okay, you got to find a place for them to go. Uh, should I send these people on a bus to somewhere where I know they're not wanted? Or should I take people at their word who said we are welcoming? We are a sanctuary city. Bring the huddled masses. Well, yeah. So you do. And then they say, whoa, 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 whoa. What would she say? It's despicable what he's doing. Yeah, it's terrible. Shameful. Well, these are also the same people that called Abbott a racist for doing what he was doing. Now they're doing the same thing. How is it racist? Well, it's not racist. Yeah. Hmm. Well, listen, I mean, you know, the city of San Antonio, for example, has had a large... It was an old energy company building uh, that has been turned into a makeshift migrant shelter. It's been there a couple of years. And, I mean, there's just it, – it's that part of town is gross now. I mean, people leaving trash, feces, et cetera, people mm. popping up tents everywhere. Um, and it is overrun. So now there are a couple of other locations, including at the airport, where they're having to house migrants because of this. They didn't get a say in it, okay? Right. The city officials in San Antonio just have the it's the it's the luck of the draw because they happen to be uh, just a couple hours away from the border, so they wind up being a way station uh, for these migrants. So you know, Governor Abbott needs to do something to try to depressurize. That's the word that the left always loved to use. Uh, depressurize the situation. Right. You got to send them out. The the rich thing to me is when the Biden administration comes out and starts yelling about how he's putting people on planes and all of this stuff. As far as the migrants being relocated to different cities, that represents about a third of the people who have actually arrived in those cities, what Texas has sent. The rest has been sent by the federal government. Oh, yeah. Remember the planes in the middle of the night? Yeah. That they didn't want anybody to know about? They've been doing it for years. Yeah. I mean, so now it's like that old PSA. Governor Abbott just need to say, I learned it from watching you. Absolutely. Yes. Well, another story out there. Remember after October 7th, Netanyahu, when he was talking about Hamas? We're going to come find you. If you're Hamas, you're a dead man. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but that was basically what he said. Yeah. We'll find you wherever. And those weren't just words. And they've concentrated much on finding Hamas within Gaza. 
Well, an Israeli drone strike on Hamas office in Beirut, Lebanon, has killed four people, including their deputy political leader. That's what the media is reporting. That would be Saleh Al-Arori. And yeah, I got the name right. Nice. Thanks. Um, so they're expecting Hezbollah to retaliate because that was in Lebanon. So here we go. I mean, this is going to go on for a, a long, long time. No doubt about it. No matter how much people call for a ceasefire and all of that sort of stuff, you got to believe Israel's not going to be done until they find everyone that is with Hamas. So there's an update there. You ready for your big three, Scotty? Yeah, let's go. All right. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta, helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Casey Kasem. Well, over the holidays, didn't show. Invited to everything. Believe me, I didn't want to go. Well, why, why don't you just tell me that up front then? Why do you keep pretending you do and you gotcha. don't? You never show yeah. up. You know? I'm ready. Come Three. Ah, oh, man. It's tough. I hate it when I see my friends fight. Um, I know. Done with him. Yeah. Done. So, number three, Trump has Good. promised the largest deportation effort in American history if elected. Yeah, that's what he said anyway. And uh, people are freaking out, of course. But he is promising the largest deportation in American history. Uh, if elected, and Get him out. I don't, I don't, again, I don't know if he needed any more of a reason for me to want to vote for him or not, but he just got another one if that were the case. Of course, everybody's wetting their pants saying, you know, the tearing of children from the arms of their parents and, and the, and the Photoshop picture of the, of Trump looking down on the, on the child and the mother crying. At, right. Yeah. We've oh. seen that one. Yes. And that little girl was not yes. separated from her family. No, she wasn't. That was a total lie at the time. That was yeah. another hoax. Yes, but it's been run out there again, David. It's being trotted yeah. out there again. Okay. It just never what, stops. What if he says, we're going to start with the single dudes, especially those that have committed crimes? You're going to see marriage skyrocket. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're here. You've committed a crime. You're first to go. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Who could... Who could stand in the way of that? I know the left will. Well, of course they will. Still, it seems like a decent idea. Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three of the day, up to number two. Number two, uh, U-Haul has come out with their latest data on who moved where. Well, David, according to U-Haul, your state netted the largest number of movers one way. That was to Texas in 2023. Third consecutive year, by the way, that is finished atop the U-Haul poll. Florida, right behind Texas, among growth states, followed by North Carolina, South Carolina, and then Tennessee. Tennessee. For the fourth year in a row, what state was it that had the most migration out of it? California. Yes. California. I got you on that one, David. You did. I was going to say New New Jersey. Uh, No. Uh, it, in one way moves. Other bottom five states. Illinois's got to be in there. Yes. All right. Was Michigan, then New Jersey, then Illinois. Illinois can shoot for the brass ring next year, though. Massachusetts, New York ranks 43rd, by the way. So there you go. I mean, I, I don't know what else you need to know. By the way, yeah. just an interesting side note here. All of the states that finished at the bottom rungs in terms of migration out of their state 
were pro-abortion states. States that gained the most were anti-abortion states. So the whole idea of migration flocking into states that just for the fact that they're pro-abortion didn't materialize. No. No. Remember but that was the, but that was the talk. Remember that was the talk yes. like hey people are going to leave these states now. Yes. They're still going to use that as a political issue. Well, yeah. But it's are, are people really going to move for that? No. Yeah, probably not. No. No. And yes. finally, oh yeah, Scott Robbins right fact that man, he's in a hurry. Uh, Scott's top three yeah, of the what's day. What's his deal? Up to number one. Uh, number one, ESPN showed something they shouldn't have last <laughs> night. Well, <laughs> this one aired coming out of a commercial during the second half of Washington's 37-31 victory over Texas in the semifinal game of the college football playoff. Sorry about that, David. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, you said you watched the game, Jamie. I didn't watch this game. I watched quite a bit of it. A clip of people wandering on Bourbon Street in New Orleans where the game took place. Now, they got the camera. It's on Bourbon Street, all right? Well, they do this all the time. I know they do it. I don't know why, but on Bourbon Street, did you not think that something might happen that may embarrass you or your network? I didn't see it then. What was it? A woman lifting her shirt, la, la, la. (laughs) There they were for everybody to see right there on TV. (laughs) And then it happened. We regret that this happened. We apologize, uh that the video aired during this telecast. And we'll do our best to make sure this doesn't happen again. Now, I don't know why football networks anyway have this sort of B-roll rolling during the game. Who gives a crap? Well, you got to put people there, man. It's about it's about painting the picture. But are you there for the travelogue? I mean, aren't you there for the game? You're capturing the essence. Maybe yeah, you're showing the sights of the city and yeah. other things that are going on. But I'm have, just surprised there's no delay on that. I, well, yeah. I am too. Have you never been to Bourbon Street ever? Anybody's going, hey, you know what? If you put a camera on Bourbon Street, you might see this. Are you telling me you've seen I've been some to, naked? You've been to Bourbon Street. I've been to Bourbon Street. When I was there, it was during the day. Okay. Well, I wasn't. I was so there, there were the no night. headlights blinding yes, me. Yes, I'm sure yes. that's what you had, though. Yes. Yes. You become immune to it after a while. Multiple. Were you there during Mardi Gras? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. On purpose. Well, not on, well, I was there. Well, not exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just so happens that I Rush was playing. And I went to see Rush in New Orleans, and it just so happens it was during Mardi Gras. And it just so happens with I was with a, my one of my best buddies. Yes. And it just so it happens. Planned. That That's there, all I was saying. There was a lot of g- 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 going planned. on, too, yes. during that time. It yes. just so happens that both of you were wearing shirts that said FBI on them. <laughs> Those are clips. Female body <laughs> inspector. Mm-hmm. And a, there you have it. Oh, no, my actually, goodness. it was a hat with lights on it, David, that said that. <laughs> the Scott Robbins trifecta, <laughs> top three of the day. Yes. And on the back of your shirt, it said, I have beads. Right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, we got to get to another news update. Which don't mean anything when you get on the plane the next day. <laughs> Nothing. And Nimrod's in the news coming up.
They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And HelloFresh couldn't agree more. That's why they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy tasty recipes delivered to your door, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. Because HelloFresh knows that you're not just hungry at dinner time. In fact, they're here to meet your every mealtime need. With a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, and desserts that you can easily add to every order. HelloFresh also helps you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, making sticking to a routine easier than ever. This year, make eating better and saving money a priority. Join today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. You never know what's going to happen from one day to the next. That's why it's so important to plan ahead. Start the new year with Policy Genius. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies. In just a few clicks, you can find your lowest price. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 bucks per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Save time and money and give your family a financial safety net with Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com All right The Markley Van Camp and Robin show Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins News update, David Van Camp It's actually kind of a twofer on the same news update here Uh, Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard has resigned, she blames racial animus, of course that has frightened her even though she resigned, I mean, the controversy started because she couldn't say that calling for genocide violated any of Harvard's campus policies. Um, right. And then it came out that there were multiple instances of what could easily be described as plagiarism. Yes. Uh, Ibram X. Kendi, another uh, one of these DEI guys who just, uh, he's a racial arsonist. That's his whole deal. Yes. Uh, Ibram X. Kendi, Henry Rogers is his real name. Uh, Racist mobs won't stop, he says, until they topple all black people from positions of power and influence who are not reinforcing the structure of racism. That's such garbage. Of course it is, because she stole from black scholars. She did. So isn't that actually defending black scholars? You would think. To, to say, Elevate hey, that's them wrong. to president of Harvard. Yeah. And everyone would applaud, but they won't do that because a lot of times they don't have the same ideology. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. It's nothing to do with color of skin. And then on CNN, Matt Egan, a reporter there, uh, breaking down the news and what exactly occurred here, has a really cute uh, idea of what. Uh, she was accused of doing, actually. These plagiarism allegations uh, where Claudine Gay has had to issue corrections, um, multiple corrections. Now, 
We should note that um, Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her writings. Uh, she's been accused of sort of a, more like a copying uh, other people's writings without attribution. So it's been more sloppy attribution than stealing anyone's ideas. Well, but but stealing the words of somebody else is actually yeah. the, the dictionary definition of, of plagiarize. Ideas is in there, too. But like Merriam-Webster plagiarism to steal or pass off uh to steal and pass off the ideas or words of another as one's own words do actually matter in defining what plagiarism is so somehow from this person we're supposed to believe that claudine gay she may have used the other people's words but it was her idea right she just didn't know how to articulate it so <laughs> she took their words that could articulate it. So it was her idea. She just wanted to find someone else with the same idea that could say it. Yes. So she's an idiot is what he's saying. Well, yeah, I mean. It's one or the other. She either just plagiarized or she just couldn't verbalize it or write it herself. Which is it? I'm confusing myself. Race. It's, it's, yeah, it comes down to race. It's That's what we're is. supposed to believe. Yep. Got it. And now we get the Nimrods in the news. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We start. Oh, man. This McDonald's in North Carolina. Latoya Gladney, she's 44. She's a manager in training. She told police that her employees were disrespecting her. So she called her husband to assist her. Investigators allege that's when Dwayne Waden, who is a 57-year-old church pastor, got to the restaurant in High Point, um, and he wasn't having it. You're disrespecting my wife here, okay? Um, they say he walked into the kitchen and began punching Theodore Garlington, one of the McDonald's cooks, in the face. Also, allegedly wrapped his hands around Garlington's neck and Jeez. began pushing him and his head toward the deep fryer. Man, rough. Dang. Yeah. Um, so before the dude, you know, could get his face dipped in the hot oil, several employees then interceded, pulling Waden off of him. So Garlington suffered a large contusion to the forehead and the right eye, along with scratches on his neck. Um, and the Reverend was... Well, arrested. Going to keep an eye on. What was the situation. disrespect, I wonder? You wonder. Yeah, because generally speaking, there wasn't any. They disagreed with you. I don't know, man. It's, yeah. it's got to be tough being a McDonald's manager with people underneath you trying to get some respect. I, I don't know, man. And then in Florida, oh, man, it's Christmas Eve. There's a fight between this young couple, 20 and 24, about infidelity. Well, this woman, Miracle Rivera, she took the Christmas tree when the dude was on the couch and started beating him with it. And she was arrested. And that's Nimrod's in the news.